Heritage Friday. Shout out to Dr. Sean and Tammy Mack for that uh, that event they had together before us. Part of the Fox Soul family. We wish y'all the very best. But we are TGIF and we are back with a brand new episode, y'all. We're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, get you a libation, get ready for this hot show. What's up, Al? What's going on over there? What's going on, Claudia? Ooh, mm. I'm fighting a cold, but we're going to push through this. I'm going to push through this. Well, you should have called in. need <laughs> <laughs> some Mucinex. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. oh, no. That mic going to be covered in germs. I know, right? Ooh, who you been kissing? Shit. How Maybe this is from not kissing. Gentlemen callers, you know, y'all always want to get in my business. You don't have some, some, some sketchy gentleman callers over there. Some <laughs> he don't gave you the mono. Some DCD I can't even boys. laugh at you because my chest, my chest hurts. I can't even laugh at you. It went all the way in your chest. Wow. That's a <laughs> hell of a night. You guys are horrible. Yes. That should have cleared up your passages. Yes. <laughs> Open up them pipes. <laughs> What's up, Q? Hey, apparently Al's body count. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yes, honey. Wow. Oh, did you give us the hand? I'm sorry. There it is. The is that a new hand. shirt or is that just a new charm? You want to know really what it is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a white. <clears throat> uh oh. It's a white. I'm talking all that mess about Al. <laughs> now your throat got the Rona. Um. It's um. Oh wow. What's going on here? First of all, how, how come both of y'all are sick and I'm not sick? What's going on? We I know, in right? The same city. Huh? We was in the same city. Oh, we on the same hotel room again? Uh-huh. <laughs> I know y'all good for sharing a room. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. No. Anyway, back to my fashions of choice. It's a white <laughs> Hanes t-shirt. And uh, I just threw my little poncho, my little airport poncho on and a little piece of hat. And they call this Bohemian chic. Oh, my All God. All right, Bohemian. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we're going to power through the show. The fellas, Al's really sick. <laughs> Q's about to be sick, and I'm gonna hope I'm gonna pray that I don't get sick. But you got bad feet, so you can't walk. Uh, so we all on the sick show. I used to used have, to have, used to have. Feet. Are you gonna t- are you gonna post a picture of your feet? Oh my god, you're gonna see what they really look like. You're gonna see the show, how they try to play me and show what they did not really look like, what y'all thought they looked like, and then you're gonna see the finished product. And I'm gonna sh- I got a picture. You do you guys get easily grossed out? He took a picture of it when it's cut open, so you can kind of see the bone inside. You gonna oh, be gross. Y'all see that? I'll pass. Not me, I just want to see the before and after. If I the stuff I see to y'all, y'all can at least see a little piece of foot of mine. Okay, I don't see y'all's eczema and y'all y'all bikini bottoms and all kinds of stuff. Go on to the next thing, Claudia. Okay, the next thing is I was at a premiere (laughs) last night for a film I did um, uh, uh, called Why Women Trip. That was in Dallas. I had their Dallas premiere last night. My first time going out. I I never did a red carpet on crutches. And shout out to Tori Lee, female black woman writer, and Snoop Robinson, who directed it. And the lead actress, Ashley, did her thing. Peter Guns was in it. Mama D was in it. She played a crazy mom. I love it. How fitting. And, And she was over. You know, she should do more acting. She I'm sure real, she's good. I'm sure she's good. She was, it was, it was good. And she, they, the role was perfect for her. I played a psychiatrist. Um, quick fact. I was, I did that movie when I was at my peak weight. I was 173 pounds at one point. I oh, didn't wow. tell nobody, right? 15 pounds heavier 
I looked so ugly and no cheekbones, nothing. Like my face was a big blob, but seeing it on a 20 foot screen, man, it made me get my life together. So, but it was a shout out to the people that did the film. So it was a really good time. So congratulations. I've never weighed 173 pounds ever in life. I know you trying to get to 140. Mm-hmm. What you weigh? What do you weigh? Since I disclosed my weight, one fifty four. You're one fifty four, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Two fourteen. Two fourteen. Okay, I'm like one fifty eight right now, but I'm on this these shots now to lose this weight. We'll talk about that a whole nother time. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Are y'all sipping on anything tonight? Uh, sweet tea. Hot tea. I'm drinking tea too, but. <clears throat> Finally off the antibiotics, so I'm going to drink when I see Funky on Sunday. I'm coming to uh, Miami to get these stitches out, so I'm seeing... You know what else, too? We need we need to work with who, whichever team. We need to get a tea sponsorship. Yeah. Nah, uh, we need Not, an alcohol sponsor. Shoot, we talk about our drinks at the beginning of every show. What y'all got planned for Thanksgiving? Nothing. My family. I'll be will. with the family in Virginia. Okay, okay. I'm going to be in New York with, um, you know... Mm. You know, nice. Yeah, family little thing. So we will. Oh, are you cooking for them? I hope not. Now that she's trying to keep them. First oh. of all, hater, I oh. cook. <laughs> Worry about your little dirty plates at your house. I cook. <laughs> Worry about your dirty takeout. <laughs> okay, I'm going to cook for y'all today so y'all can shut up, especially you, Q, because you be trying to come for my cooking all the time, and I can really cook. All right, y'all. All right, um, let's, let's get into this. Are y'all okay? They want me to ask you about low vibrational plates. I'm not going to ask about that because I think we done played out the low vibrational yeah. plates. Let's get to the show. All right, we're kicking off the show with an update on the feud between Latasha Scott and the other members of Escape. Scott took to social media to share the reason why she's no longer touring with her group. Scott wrote, the reason I'm not doing the tour is because the promoter the girls are on tour with threatened my husband's life. Latasha claims the promoter was originally brought to the table by her husband and the deal went left after the two ladies caught COVID on show days leaving her to perform with her sister, Tamika Scott. Latasha added, the promoter then referenced getting my husband's head touched and me being a widow. Would you have gone on tour with him? All right, y'all, what are your claims on Latasha's claims? Uh, Al, I know you're not feeling well, but you, we'll go to you. I know you don't mm-hmm, have to talk Sure. <clears throat> so, you know, this is, this is a very serious allegation. Um, in the state of Georgia, depending on the nature of the threat of crime, you know, charges can be brought up against this promoter uh, anything from a misdemeanor to a felony which is a thousand dollar fine and up to five years in prison i think these two need to really think about what they're saying and how they're putting it in the media because this could lead to a legal battle that no one is interested in having wow okay q what do you think about this so you know what to answer your first question if somebody threatened my husband's life uh, most definitely, I would not go on tour with that promoter. However, Latasha, I'm going to need you to tell us the whole story because the man did not say, hi, my name is John. I'm going to kill you. What led up to the altercation where such words were said? And let's not pretend like Rocky being Latasha's manager and being involved in her business has not caused problems before in the past. I don't know if you guys remember when Latasha was a part of R&B Divas, uh, there was a point in the filming where Rocky allegedly pulled a firearm or had a firearm on him. Uh, he, he got into a situation with Nikki Gilbert's husband. 
And mm -hmm. as a result of it, for the remaining of filming, they had to have security present. So I wasn't there. I don't know what transpired, but I know the mayor didn't say, hello, good morning, I'm going to kill you. If you're going to tell it, tell it all. What led up to this promoter saying this to Rocky? I think this is so unfortunate that, you know, imagine the position that Latasha's in. This is the man she loves, so she wants to give him a position with her, and he's probably good for her as far as looking out for her interests. But then when it interferes with their group, that's a big bag she's going to end up losing. Probably. Yeah. And then don't they have a reality show going on that they're also filming too? They finished filming. They finished. When's that coming out? Uh, I'm not sure when it's coming out because, you know, I had, to, I had to text up to Atlanta and get the tea. Um, I'm not going to tell y'all who I got the tea from, but I got the tea from somebody in the camp about what's really going on up there in Atlanta. Okay. Well, we will definitely keep y'all posted when we get some more information or next time Funky has some drinks, we can get that out of him. That part. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, uh, Kelly Rowland is not allowing anyone to dim her light when it comes to comparing her to Beyonce, which has been happening for a long time. And during a recent interview on Ebrew in the Morning, Peter Rosenberg told Kelly that Beyonce is a bright light and that it seems like she is satisfied with playing second to the singer. Kelly said, here's the thing. Light attracts light. I am light. So I am beautiful, brown, shiny light. So I don't think anybody's light dims anyone else's. I think that when other people start to compare you, I think that's when it shows how dim they are themselves. Kelly added, I love Bay. I know she's a light, but I'm a light too. Q, what are your thoughts on what Ebru said to, to Kelly and how she responded, how she handled it? You know, Ebru, he was fishing for a moment, right? Because after he asked the question initially, you know, she gave him a little piece of response and then he kept going. I mean, he made it his business to try to paint her as second fiddle. As a matter of fact, at one point, he even did call her second fiddle or second to Beyonce. I love Kelly's response. I do, right? I, I, I love Kelly's response. She is a light. She does shine. And she's been able to carve out a lane for herself. But we're not going to pretend like Ebro's question was not a natural reflex of many of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it's not unreasonable to wonder how somebody feels coming from a group with Beyonce where all of us were on an evil, even footing at one point, and then one person skyrockets to be the greatest of the great. It wasn't an unreasonable question. Was it rude? Perhaps, but definitely not unreasonable. I, I agree with you. I, I think that he wasn't being evil in the questioning, and that is a thing. I think that's a reasonable thing to ask because, listen, Anyone that stands like Kelly, of course, is a superstar in her own right. And she has quite the solo career herself. She can stand on her own. That's a fact. Gorgeous girl, gorgeous woman and very liked. Um, but, you know, of course, we I, I don't think that was a, a rude question. I get I get how it can be taken that way, though. Mm -hmm. Al, what do you think about it? Do you think it was rude? Uh, I definitely think what he was trying to say wasn't rude, but how it came out was definitely disrespectful. But you know, Kelly Rowland has always exercised style and grace. She's done it for 32 years. We know that Destiny's Child started in 1990, and she has been kind of in the wings behind Beyonce, but she's still, like you said, Claudia, has done many great things and continues to show up and show out, you know, whenever she goes on tour. I just feel like, you know, once again, it wasn't what he was trying to say, because we all get it, it was how he said it 
and and that I didn't like. Correction, it was Peter Rosenberg, not Ebru. Mm-hmm. Right. But Peter Rosenberg, he asked the question. Um, but you know, Kelly and Kiki handled them him just fine. So Girl, that was not Kiki, that was Marseille. <laughs> Real brain pills. <laughs> you know what? Because I've been taking all my other medicine, I haven't been taking that. So I th- my bad. Hey, we are not perfect here at TJF, and that's why you love us. I'm just, just bad running as- our damn house. Just, just gossiping, child. I right, said Hebrew. We said I said Kiki. My bad. It was Mama D. She was over there too, child. Talking about. <laughs> See how easy it is to make a mistake, y'all? Mm-hmm. Speaking of mistakes, I want to know if y'all think this is a mistake. Former rivals Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are teaming up to launch a line of cannabis-infused edibles called Holy Ears. The collaboration is a nod to Tyson when he bit a chunk of Holyfield's ear off during their heavyweight title fight in the 1990s. Um, are you guys here for this collab? Al, what you think about this? Hey, I'm here for it. I think they took one of the boxing industry and sports industry's largest or worst or disastrous time, you know, when the when he bit him at that time. That was horrible. And they're trying to find some way to correct it. And they're doing it in concert, which I find very noble. And I, I had I had to look into it. You know, the cannabis business, the THC and gummies, is a twenty billion dollar business projected in 2021 and projected to be a hundred and ninety seven billion dollar business and to by um, 2030. So I think the two of them are on to something. Um, I think the way they joked about it and did a spoof about it made me feel comfortable and want to try it. Um, I also feel like the names really got me like Black Eye Berry. <laughs> Cherry Pop Punch and Sour Apple Punch. I thought those were very creative. I look forward to trying it. Okay. Um, Q? So, you know, those of y'all who've been following me for a while, y'all know I live by the motto, pay me for my pain. All right. So I'm glad that Evander Holyfield is getting paid for his pain. And my new motto for this year is lean in. You know what I'm saying? Why run from it? Why shouldn't Evander not be a part of it? That bite is a part of his legacy. He might as well get paid for his pain. And instead of trying to run from it, lean in, own it. And and, and it looks like that's what he's doing. I guess. I think it's late. It happened a long time ago. And you bring up some traumatic. I wish I would have a mofo bite a piece of my ear off in a fight that I beat him in. And then you know, we got to do it. We, we're going to make fun of it. I don't know. But he's better than me. But, you know, Mike Tyson gets in a movie. People laugh at it. We forget all of the, the things that he's done. So, you know, I'm not a Mike Tyson fan. Y'all could be mad at me if you want to. I don't give a damn. He raped my best friend. All right, y'all. And it's not allegedly. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more TGIF after this. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. Oh, once again, it is Friday. And we take take our question, your questions at the end of the show. So make sure you get your questions in the chat for us so we can have a good old time to last like five, six minutes of the show, we'll definitely be answering all your questions as many as we can. And shout out to everybody in the chat. How many people we got in the chat so far? Okay, we got about 4,000 in the chat. Thank you very Woo! much. Yes. Throw some fire in the chat if you're here for our show and I was getting everybody's <clears throat> name wrong tonight. No? Okay. All right. All right, y'all. Listen, uh, listen, we try to keep things fun and light here at TGIF. We know that there's enough heaviness going on outside in the outside world, but we do have to cover... Um, serious topics. And this is something a lot of our soulmates have been wanting us to cover and we have to. Um, 
this story that's trending on social media. Uh, last month, 25-year-old Chanquella Robinson traveled to Mexico with a group of friends and she died there after she was allegedly beaten by one of her so-called friends. Someone leaked a video of the alleged attack against Robinson on social media, but we're not gonna you know, show it because it is disturbing. Now, Robinson's death sparked conversations on social media, how everyone is not your friend and the importance of keeping your friend circle tight. Now, one of Robinson's friends called her mother and claimed that she died of alcohol poisoning. But an autopsy report obtained by her parents indicates her neck was broken and she had a severe spinal cord injury. No arrests have been made, but her death is being investigated as a criminal matter. Thank God the FBI has gotten involved. They've reached out to her family. Al, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on this story? I mean, this can't get any more unfortunate. We know from the story that she actually talked to her mother <clears throat> before uh, the day of the incident, and she was telling her mother that, you know, things things were a little bit awkward or whatever, only for her mother to find out the next two days that indeed she had, had been injured and hurt and, and, and died. And let me tell you something, that gentleman that did that recording, if I was the prosecutor, that gentleman that did the recording, I would charge him with aiding and abetting to get him to talk so that he would tell us everything that went on during that time of the beating because we know that they have they are they are uh collaborating together and saying that it was it was alcohol poison but we know from the video that we saw that it clearly was not alcohol poison and not only did she have severe spinal cord injuries she had what was called atlas luxation which means that her vertebrae and her top first top two vertebrae were dislocated so i think if the prosecutors want to get some insight and some inroads in this i would charge that young man for aiding and abetting because if you film a crime that leads to a death you could be held liable in the state of california that's right all right q what do you think every single last one of they ass need to go to prison every single last one the moment that they all conspired to tell that girl mama that story about alcohol poisoning is the moment all of them were guilty as far as i'm concerned i don't know if y'all saw earlier today but it's been floating around on the blog sites a new video surfaced today of her walking through the hotel room looking for her friend saying, where y'all at? It don't take that long to put the bathing suit on. And that girl was not intoxicated. And from my read on the other girl's body language, when she walked into the room, you could already tell that there had been discussion and there was going to be some type of setup and something that was going to go down. Um, you know, I don't know what money does for a family after someone has been murdered. But I definitely like to mention that Kyrie Irving has stepped up to the plate and donated $65,000 to her GoFundMe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I always say, pay me for my pain. This isn't a pain that you can be paid for, but, um, you know, it, hopefully it provides some level of comfort for the family while the FBI does what they need to do. But everybody ass involved need to go to jail with the exception of the young man who had his plane ticket, who said, I flew in the next day, I was not there. You know what I'm saying? Even part of his story is a little sketchy because he was like, I went and checked in on Quilla or whatever the case may be when I first got there. But the fact that he wasn't there, I'm gonna give him a pass. Um, Again, and I'm glad you mentioned the Kyrie Irving thing. I definitely want to get to that. Um, 
he actually does a lot of stuff like that. And I thought that was amazing that he quietly did it. He just donated in the GoFundMe and it was us, the media that saw that. He didn't put it out there. Um, so I want to bring something up that I found online, right? That video I did see where she was talking about putting the bathing suits on. It seemed like the friends were not really feeling, feeling her, her, right? Uh -huh. They was kind of cold to her, like, yeah, whatever, girl. So I found this comment under one of the uh, the story posted, right, from someone named Rebecca Brown Stevens. And she says, and this is all alleged. This is, we have not been able to fact check this, but I wanted to provide a little I don't know, a little text, little something extra to the story. This is what this person alleges. When the truth comes out, you're all going to look stupid. Shaquella got effed up because she was trying to set this boy up back home and he got killed. The girl who beat her up was cousins with the boy and found out about the setup on the trip. That's why Shaquella wasn't fighting because she felt guilty. And the girl who beat her up um, had good intentions. Things just went left. I don't know if that's true. But I wonder if that makes sense as to why they were being shady to her. But still, whatever the issue was, you don't kill this girl. You call the police. So again, we'll we will definitely keep y'all posted. But I found that comment interesting. And I, I reached out to the person to be like, do you know the family? Do you know these people? Because I wanted to do a little fact checking on my own. So I just want to say alleged, 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 not making excuse for this woman. They still, regardless of this backstory, they still need to all be put in prison. Yep. Right. Well, we also know that the, the country of Mexico has um, opened a case of femicide, which is the killing of a female, of a woman. So look, this is getting ugly. And they better hope they ass don't go to prison in Mexico. Yeah, you don't want to mess around over there. Our thoughts and prayers uh, with the family and friends and uh, such a tragedy. Like this is insane, insane. All right, moving on. In what were they thinking news? Eighth grade science teacher Samantha Peer and her husband have lost their teaching jobs after they recorded OnlyFans videos in her classroom. A side hustle she claims was necessary to supplement their low salaries. Take a look. I created a content at the beginning of the summer in order to earn extra money on the side to help pay for our basic necessities that our salaries were no longer meeting. Now, Samantha used the alias Chloe Carter and uploaded X-rated videos to her OnlyFans, which her students found, oh, a little shady students was on there looking, and shared amongst themselves. Q, what are your thoughts on this story? And I know teachers are severely underpaid. I think she messed up doing it in the classroom, though. You know what annoys me the most about this? Um, and I'm not going to make this a racial thing, but my gut response was to say, you know, white women and their constant ability to evade accountability. I have plenty of friends who are school teachers and you know what they do for extra money? Instead of hunching on the desk of their employer, they go fold towels at Ross from six to 10, three nights a week, or they go barista at Starbucks on the side. Listen, here's the thing. You already don't lay it low and spread it and wire all over the internet and you got fired from your job. You might as well go balls to the walls, only fans and do role play and teacher uniforms. As far as I'm concerned, at this point, you've lost your job out of it. So you need to make the best of the situation. I think it's BS. I think it was in poor taste to do it in your classroom. You knew exactly what you were doing. You knew what the risks were. You were trying to have fun. You thought this would be a different angle, which it was. Unfortunately, it just cost you your teaching job. So here's my thing. You need to go full porn industry at this point. Like, don't let this be for naught. 
go all the way out, but miss me with the whole trying to make us feel sympathetic for you talking about to meet our basic necessities. You are not the first and you will not be the last broke teacher. I am with you. I'm so sick and tired of why does sex work always have to be the go-to thing? We hear that right now, there's such a shortage of employees in all areas. Like people cannot find enough employees to work and fill these positions out here that are actually paying good money. Just say you want to do porn and don't put it on you need your basic net. Say you want to do that. Because if I need money, I'm like, oh, let me go be a hooker. Let me go do OnlyFans. Like there's other things that you would go to before you arrive at that destination, I would think. Y'all want to do it. And what you think about this? You know what? I, I actually have to say that I don't find there, I don't find a problem with her doing OnlyFans. I have a problem with her doing it in the schoolhouse. That I think is dumb. But what we learned from her was that she hasn't received a raise in five years. And we know teachers are grossly underpaid. In order to help make ends meet, she did take on extra activities um, like the, the, the library book club um, to make more money. Um, she says she's got kids and, and her, her husband was a permanent substitute so he wasn't making any money so they found a lane that they could help provide for their kids and I don't think there's anything wrong with it I think the problem here is that she did bring work to school and that you should know is a hundred percent wrong yeah why don't you film in the classroom I have enough teachers in my my wheelhouse that even if she did not record those videos at school and would have did in the privacy of her home, and it would have circulated around the school, she would have got let go anyway. Mm -hmm. Now, my next statement, and I know that this is going to sound insensitive, and I don't mean for it to, but anybody who is in college right now majoring in education to be a school teacher, as important as school teachers are, and we need them, you know what you're signing up for salary-wise. You know it. Mm. You, you know it. We know that teachers are one of the lowest paying jobs in the United States. You know yeah, it. Yeah, but you don't know that your district isn't going to give you a raise in five years. Teachers, you don't know. They get a 2% cost of living anyway, so they get an extra $70 a check. Ooh, ooh. Well, she said she did $70 is nothing. She said that she hasn't received a raise in five years. Also, we know that the state of Arizona ranks number 50. So, I mean, I, listen, we're not going to judge her for her trying to provide for her family now. We're just going to judge the way she actually tried to. Make I'm, I'm going to say in 2022, miss me with the whole, I got a low paying job when you knew what it paid when you went into it. And if you do, and I, and I, I, I highly um, admire teachers, right? Because it is one of those things. That's it's a thankless it. job. It's a thankless job. And the money is horrific. Unless you're a teacher in new England, if you want to make bread, Go be a teacher in Massachusetts. That, that We have very, very, very high standards of education in, in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Extremely good. You don't even have to pay to go to private school because the public schools are just as good. But we do know that, you know, if you are a teacher, you're probably signing up for about $35,000 a year. Yeah. And, and that's a gross injustice. I think teachers, if you're going to be a teacher, you need to have a, a rich spouse. Yeah, People that do it usually love it, but they they we gotta change these little we gotta change this, but I don't know how we do with that though. We wanna buy missiles in America. We don't wanna pay teachers. Hmm. All right, y'all. Thanksgiving is approaching. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we gonna talk, we're gonna talk about Thanksgiving. Um, this is my favorite holiday because it's like all the good food of Christmas without the pressure of buying gifts. So we're gonna talk about that when we get back right after this break. 
Welcome back to TGIF. It's Friday, so make sure you add your questions in the chat. You would like Funky, myself, and Al to answer at the very end. All right, y'all. I got to share something. I checked my credit score today. It was like 770 because I've been able to stay on top of it because of ScoreMaster. Now, look, charging higher interest is how banks make a lot of money, and they make more of your hard-earned money if your credit score is just okay but not great. Now, ScoreMaster, the new science in accelerating credit scores, puts you in control of your money, not the bank. Now, say your credit is 700 and you borrowed 500 grand to refinance your home. Well, starting at ScoreMaster, you could save over 75 grand over the life of your loan. And that is 75 grand that is money for you and not the banks. Now, that's the genius behind ScoreMaster. The three-week rule, especially now with these soaring interest rates, they're really high now. Now, no matter your credit score, before you apply for any loan, auto lease, or credit, start at ScoreMaster. Now, it only takes a minute to get started, and you can add 60 to 100 points in about three weeks. Listen, life has enough regrets, so don't add paying higher interest rates to the list. Visit scoremaster.com slash chief for your special seven-day trial. Again, your special seven-day trial is waiting at scoremaster.com slash T and this thing works, keeps you on top of everything going on with your credit. It works. Mine is about to touch 800. All right, y'all, quick commercial break. We'll be back with more T with Al and Q when we return. Welcome back to TGIF. Don't forget to throw your questions in the chat for the three of us that we will answer the last few minutes of the show. All right, y'all, Thanksgiving, favorite holiday is approaching. And I want to get your thoughts on a question that Hollywood Unlocked posted. What's one dish you absolutely don't want to see during Thanksgiving this year? Al, let's start with you. I don't know that it's a dish, but I don't want to see that cranberry sauce that's jelly-like. Like, Mm. I could do without that. I hate that. I hate that, too. Me, too. I'm with you on that one. That's how you know y'all black like this and not like this, baby. Okay, because cranberry sauce, that cranberry, that ocean spray cranberry sauce out the can, mm. baby. Boy. And your mama crack that thing open in a tub of wet and slice it up. Y'all are tripping. Mm-mm. No, thank you. It's gross. Y'all cranberry it's sauce. Oh my God. Like the can. The juxtaposition between the sweet and the salty when you put the dressing and the cranberry sauce in your mouth together. No, y'all, y'all, y'all are tripping. But here's what I don't want to see. No nasty looking macaroni and cheese made with Velveeta or welfare cheese and no <laughs> casserole of any sort. No what? casseroles. No casseroles of any sort. I love uh-huh. a good casserole. I can uh-huh. tell. Yeah, I don't like casserole. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a vegetable girl. I cannot stand green beans. I do, I do not like them. I don't like green beans. I don't like lima beans. I don't like none what? of that. No, I don't. I don't. And I'm with you with that cranberry. But yeah, I, green beans, like the green bean casserole. Who invented that? You like that? Like you look like you are Al. What? It's actually really good. Green bean casserole, somebody. Claudia, probably somebody of your mother's persuasion. My mother is from Italy, sir. She don't make that <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Italians are the whites that can cook. She made rigatoni casserole. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Joe. Hey, thanks for sharing. Let's get into our tea bag of the day. (laughs) 
All right, right y'all. Hold on, Claudia. We're going to have to get a better tea bag. That tea I, bag, I, I mean, the, the, the things that go through my mind. <laughs> oh, you want to see some real tea bags? No, I don't want to see no real tea bags. Is that what you do when you get tea? Is it, is it like that? Or do you just like, is it like. You know better than me, girl. I ain't never uh -oh. been tea bagged. That's y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know better than me. That ain't a straight girl thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's with the boys. Okay. Anyways, yeah, let's get out of y'all business. I mean, this is where we respectfully call out celebrities and everyday people who, in our opinion, have done something ridiculous like Q just tried to do to me. All right. Now, our tea back of the day goes to a United Airlines passenger who threatened to kill a flight attendant, okay, all while holding a baby on her hip for not allowing her to use the restroom while the plane was landing. Take a look. All right, what's going on with people on the airline? This seems like since COVID, everybody been wild the hell out on the planes. Who wants to go first on this one? I, I'll go first. You know what? It's the audacity for me. And let me tell you something. God know, well, y'all know I fight kids. Now I do draw the line <laughs> at babies. I don't fight babies. But if somebody would have messed around and hit her and inadvertently hit her baby, she would have been at fault for this. It's the audacity for me. Rules apply to everybody. You know what? That, that wasn't that woman's first time flying. We all know what it's like when the plane is in takeoff and landing mode. And the fact that you thought that you could stand up and walk to the <clears> doggone uh, uh, bathroom and the people are steady telling you to sit down. Okay, maybe you thought you could slide by. But at the point at which they say, ma'am, can you please sit down? Why not oblige? Why not oblige? And she, you know what? Then they'd have been crying injustice if the police was there to greet her at the bottom and social services was there to collect her baby while her ass went to jail. Devil's advocate for one second, because we have talked about your um uh your your system, your, right. your guts a few times. Okay. Right. So I don't feel like I'm being out of line and putting right. you on right. blast. You're fine. I what if you waited system. the whole flight to go to the bathroom and then at the it hit, you know what it hits you, it hits you, right? And you like, it is an emergency. I if I don't go now, it's gonna happen regardless. What that's what they make that's what they make them barf bags for. <laughs> no, I mean I get it, and it's an unfortunate situation because to your point, Claudia, I probably would try to get up too, but instead of being hostile, I literally would say, ma'am, diarrhea is about to run down my neck. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Right, right. And I think any reasonable person would have said, hurry up. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Al, what about you? You know, I think the, the thing here is we got to be careful what we say with hate speech. She threatened to kill the flight attendant, and that's an intimidation charge, you know, especially on an airline. You know, that's a class three felony that comes with two to 10 years uh, and put on a new no fly list. I, I, I just think people got to be smarter. If she couldn't hold it to use the bathroom any longer, you would go, I would go to a flight attendant and say, hey, listen, I just had a baby. I can't hold this in. It's getting ready to come out. Let me sneak right here real quick and, and I'll use the bathroom and I'll come right back out. You don't push her down the aisle and threatened to kill her. That just doesn't make any sense to me. It was dumb and it was irresponsible. It was dumb and it was irresponsible, but I do understand the frustration. You know, when you start getting real hot, when you're like, uh-oh, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I get being out of your mind, but I don't get getting a felony on the flight. But you, right, say, that, you, you say that and you don't get hostile. Like I said, I think as she said, girl, this stuff's about to run down my leg. The flight attendant <laughs> would have had two choices to make clean it up or break the rules. And I think the flight attendant would have broke the rules. Broke the rules, right.
Well, teammates, soulmates, if you want to nominate someone to be our teabag of the day, just drop their name in the chat, tell us the backstory, and we'll get into it. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more tea. Make sure you put those questions. We're not getting that many questions so far in the chat. So ask your questions for us before we go to Thanksgiving next week, okay? We'll be right back. about it nobody can tell if your house is a mess they don't know where you are you could be anywhere and say hey i'm wherever are you even in dallas where are you i am in front of my new background there it is (laughs) there it is my mother was always very familiar with her neighborhood but one day she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual and uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn and she wasn't even really sure where she was at It was very unsettling for her. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you, and we'll figure it out. It was a very emotional week and one that I keep reliving. It's hard to believe that I pulled it off and I ended up winning the tournament. The Rising, celebrating black athletes. He set the bar, not only for what you should strive for as a baseball player, but as a human being. Back-to-back episodes every Thursday. I think it's important to share whatever knowledge that I've gained throughout the years. Hopefully they can pass it on to the generation after. On Fox Soul. It's a lot of things that die, but legends never die. Welcome back to TGIF. Don't forget to put your questions in the chat for Funky, for Al, for myself, and we will get to as many questions as y'all give us. Okay, y'all, Michael Rappaport, he called out 21 Savage after the rapper said that Nas is not relevant. Take a look. Only in hip-hop do people do that. Do they degrade? Do they get on? It's, and I got I to gotta pick it up again. I got I to gotta come out again. Me, Michael Rapper, I got to be the one to say, how dare you? All right, y'all, what are your thoughts on what's with some of these young rappers trying to kind of, you know, dim the light of some of these legacy rappers? Al, what do you think about this? Is Nas relevant? You know, I find it, I just find it disrespectful. Nas has been in the rap game for 33 years. He's been nominated for 15 Grammys. He's won a Grammy and he has 15 album he got 15 studio albums, not to mention some people argue that the greatest album of all time is Illmatic, you know, which he produced in 1994. I just think these young rappers don't know how to show, you know, respect to people that have been in the game for a long time. If they don't see you trending on Instagram or that you have millions of followers and all that stuff, they just don't have respect for you. And I think it's, I think that it's awful. I agree. Q, what you think? 
You know, I'm the first person to say, um, throw, you know, all the under 30 crowd away. Um, but I'm going to exercise a little grace here. And I'm going to say this. We have to take into consideration that from their vantage point, based on their age, these people aren't relevant. These, these, some of these kids were in the womb when Nas and all of these people were hot. So it, it comes off, it hits us differently because we're like, show homage. We know who Nas is. How could you not know? And he's one of the greats of your industry. But to their credit, they don't know who these people are. You see how Jack Harlow didn't know that Brandy was Ray J's brother. Um, but here's another thing. Aside from that, I'm going to need Michael Rappaport to stay out of black people business. Like, it just seemed like lately every headline he makes is because he's interjected himself in black people business. Stay your ass over there um, with wh whoever you with. Stay over there. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you that they may have not been born when Nas was around, but you know what? We weren't born when Tina Turner and Anita Baker and all these people, but we still have respect. I think some of these new rappers... I won't just say rappers. I'm going to say new celebrities, right? Newfound wealth, nouveau rich. I kind of feel like they feel like it's easier than it is. But people like Nas paved the way for people like a 21 mm -hmm. Savage to even be here in the first place. And I guess we hold, we're very sentimental and protective because mm -hmm. Nas was at the earlier part of hip hop in the mm -hmm. late 90s, you know, the early 90s. You know, when hip hop was a relatively new form and people thought it's only going to be over, it's going to be here for 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. So we look at these people like gods and they are in the hip hop world. So I, I do think when you get into a field, a profession, like we're in the talk show space. So do we come on here and crap on Oprah Winfrey and people that came because they're not, a, they don't, because we're new kids on the block. I just kind of feel like there's just a general disrespect from this arrogant generation. And 21 Savage, I don't think your catalog is deep enough to come for Nas. I get you may not be playing him in your playlist, but maybe you should so we can understand some of the words that you're saying. And you know what, to your point, Claudia, I think another thing that lends itself to this is that this new generation, <clears throat> thanks to the internet and Instagram, they don't have to climb the ranks. Right. So they don't have to learn these things. They literally just hop on the internet one day, they bust a song, no shade, but like, look at Glorilla. She literally, we, we covered last week, she said on, uh, on the 22nd or something like that, she did uh, FNF. And then she said she released it on the 29th. And that one song, mm -hmm. that quick, boom, she's thrust into stardom. There was no climbing through the ranks, having to do small venues, having mm -hmm. to do this, having to open for larger acts. She's now, bam, automatically up there with the girls. So because so they get it so fast, there's no, there's no study. And I feel like back in the day before we had the access to the internet and everything, like you would study these people that like you wanted to be in their career path, right? Like, do you want to be a journalist? You're like, okay, I'm going to watch Ed Gordon on BET. Yeah. I'm going to like really get familiar with that, that, yeah. that, that, that career and, and the work that it takes. Yeah. You don't have to know anything about hip hop now. To, like you said, you can put some, something on Instagram and blow And you up. had to open, you know, back in the day, you had to open for these people and for the small, first of all, it was an honor to even open for somebody like Nas. You'd have to grow to that point. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that, 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 because you don't have to climb the ranks anymore, or you don't have to pledge anymore. Um, there's no respect. All right. Speaking of respect, I want to see if you respect B Simone and what she thinks about hygiene. Now she invited fans inside her shower after getting backlash for admitting on her podcast, 
that she doesn't take showers every day. Take a look. Girl, I'm in the shower, damn. Y'all want me to be in the shower so bad. It's like, okay, I'm in the shower. Everything's fresh. Okay, what are your thoughts? And do, do most people not bathe daily? Is this a thing? Like, do y'all take baths every day or do you guys skip days? Or I think she said Monday, she'll take a shower and then the next one might not be till Wednesday or Thursday. Al, do you bathe every day or do you skip some days? Well, you know, I work out a lot, so I, 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 I have to bathe every day. But listen, Brad Pitt doesn't bathe every day. Ashton Kushner and his wife and their kids uh, do a sniff test to decide if they're going to bathe. According to WebMD, you're only supposed to bathe two or three times a week. And even certified, board-certified dermatologists say that you can dry your skin out if you, if you bathe too frequently. So, hey, for some people it works for them, some people it doesn't. Who wrote the women WebMD book? That was definitely not anybody black because our mamas would beat our butts if we did not shower, bathe, and put lotion on every day. Q, what you think about this? So listen, like I, I was looking at the comments on, on, on a lot of the different blog posts, and I want to say a lot of y'all out there are liars. Now listen, uh, you, you, you know, I am in favor of somebody bathing every day, especially if you go to work every day, you work a nine to five, you're dealing with the general public. But I'm not going to allow y'all out there in TV land, and I'm not going to allow you two on this thing to sit up here and tell me, if you take a shower on Monday, you sit at home all day Monday and don't do nothing, all right? That And you sit around the house all day Tuesday and don't do nothing, that you probably not going to take no shower on Tuesday. You might take one Wednesday morning when you get ready to go somewhere. But I, 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 I sat around the house for two days and not took no shower before. Y'all lying if you say you didn't. You lying. No, no. I'm a woman. I have a whole vagina that I have to tend to. And I think as a woman, especially if we are into you, you no, no, no. I I went two days after my surgery because I was scared to get, I was scared to, to walk on it. But I don't know, to eat your own. I, I, I like to shower. I can't really get my day started without, but you know, I don't know. Al, do you just do you do you push back at Q's theory that we do not shower every day? Or, Look, this you... is a guy that that his life unlocking his better self. He doesn't get up until four or five o'clock in the true. afternoon. So I can see how a Q misses a day or two. <laughs> do you feel attacked, Q? No, I don't, because the gentleman callers find it clean. That's all that matter, baby. It ain't oh. stopping nothing. <laughs> Do it they, ain't stopping nothing. Do they or are they just too drunk to know? It, it ain't stop e either which way, baby. It ain't stopping nothing. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> I've been called worse by better. Well, I'll take a shower before I see you on Sunday. I'm not trying to do all that. Okay. Well, before we go, we want to show our fans in the chat some love and open up the floor so they can ask us some questions. And we do mean anything. Are y'all ready? Oh Lord, no, but here we go. Okay, let's get to Okay, okay, let's get to the... Uh, listen, I'm going to read the question that they put in the chat, the producers, okay? So let's see what the producers picked. Okay, um, 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 uh, Derek Riviera, Al, why did you quit being a professor? Oh, very interesting. Um, I took on full-time consulting. Um, when I was do running my consulting business, I would do it 
you know, being a professor was my full-time gig and I would do that secondary. But, you know, to make more money, I took on full-time consulting. And I, I do plan to to go back into the classroom though. So good question. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Who's freakier, Prince or Rick James? That's from Jersey K. Q or Al, whoever want to answer that question. I ain't never slept with either one of them, but if I had to sleep with one of them, I would wear Prince out. Uh, but I'd probably say Rick James probably was freaky. Yeah, Rick James. Rick James was on the good drugs. Did you say you would wear Prince out? Oh, I'd wear him out in them leather chaps. Okay. He little too. Ooh, yes, Lord. Okay, okay. <laughs> Carla Jenkins, Q, are you going to give us a tea on Escape? Um... When some more stuff develop, yeah, when the time is right, not prematurely. I, I have a rule when I get gossip. I will corroborate, but when I get it from a friend or an industry insider, I won't be the one to break it. Okay. Um, Naisha, do you think Jason Lee was out of line for asking Bobby if he was drunk on the reunion? Um, I see how it came across like that, but uh, we were there for a really long time and things were a lot crazier than you saw on TV, so... I see both sides. I can see why someone would be offended being asked, and I can see why someone would ask. All right. Um, mixed feelings. Do you guys put a dollar limit on your Christmas gifts? If so, what's the amount? Um, $100. $100? Yeah, like, you know, I, I, I'd like to say $100 is a cool number. Okay. It depends on the person. Um, uh, this past Christmas, I bought somebody special for me, uh, a Burberry purse for $700 or whatever, but this person had did something very special for me and I wanted to do something in return for them. So it just depends on the person and what they've oh. done for me. Oh, thank you. I can't, I can't wait to open my new Burberry <laughs> purse. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, somebody, uh, Justin Ramel Q, they want to know what your body count. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm very sex positive. I've had a lot of sex, especially in my twenties. Um, I've been around the block a time or two. And I, 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 <laughs> okay. Um, Ashley Taylor says, have you ever been on a date and your card declined? No, I'm sure. Yeah. Not, not yet. And, and if it did, it wasn't because of insufficient funds. It's probably because I was in another city or state. Right. I've always been fully aware of when I'm broke. <laughs> uh, <so. laughs> Melissa James, Claudia, would you ever start a podcast? Actually, I miss radio and I, I want to do something uh, very, very soon. Okay, uh, Matt, question. How many fur babies does everyone have and what are their names? Pets? I think I'm the only one with pets, right? Uh, so I have zero Oh, no, you're now. the dogs. I, well, I have zero now <sighs> because after my Yorkie died, my Morkie got a little depressed at my house and I realized that he was liking my sister and my nephew much more and because my nephew's there and is able to engage him more. So unofficially, um, my dog now belongs to my sister and my nephew. So I'm yeah. without, yeah. But it's in, it's in his best interest. Question, uh, let me go to the chat over here. Candice, uh, when was the last time you were embarrassed? And we have a quick, quick, quick story? Embarrassed? Can't remember. Al, embarrassed anytime? Can't remember. I never, I don't really have the embarrassment gene. That's why I can get dragged so many times on social media. I'm like, okay, whatever. But one time I was going to the Magic Johnson Midsummer Night's thing. I just knew to LA. I knew I was cute. Mimi had taught me how to put a ponytail in with the fake hair. So I did it for like my first time by myself. I was walking from the car to the event, looking real cute. It was an all white party. And like these guys were by and they was like, yeah, off the car. I'm like, 
don't be coming at me like that, yelling at me out the car window like I'm some heathen. You better come up to me. And they were yelling, yelling, yelling. What they were trying to tell me was my ponytail had unraveled and it was all the way down to my head. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. That is too funny. Right. So I was like, okay, let me not feel myself too mm-hmm. much. Okay, uh, let's see, anything else? I'm trying to find something else in the chat because we still have a, a minute and 30 seconds. Claudia, what Jovity were you in? Uh, I want to know and why just be friends, which I still haven't been paid for. That was from 2009. And did I tell y'all the funny story? I mentioned that I was about to have sex with somebody I was dating and we had the YouTube TV going for the background music and Claudia's voice came around across the screen, then her face and killed the whole damn moment. (laughs) Killed the whole moment. Uh, Our love, 144. Claudia, do you season your food like black or Italian people? Both. Both. That's a good combination. Italian people. Um... Incredible knock, Q. Miami social scene compared to Atlanta social scene. Uh, if you're black, Atlanta social scene definitely better. If you want a more Latin diverse experience, Miami. But Miami is definitely a more authentic, more moneyed, more cultured, more uh, well connected scene over Atlanta. Okay, AK zero three one eight. Question for Claudia: Did the ladies of Cocktails of Queens really like each other? Yes, but we've had our issues where two weren't talking to each other. Then I was mad and she was mad. We've had all of that and we had to power through and work through it. And we're in a much better place. So you can get through things like that. All right, so that was fun. Anybody got a last dirty question? Al, let me see. No, I'm good. I know you're not feeling good, so I'm not mm-hmm. trying to bother you too much today. All right, well, Al, I hope you get better. Thank and you. thank you so much. We appreciate all the questions. We want to thank, I want to thank Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for always spilling the tea. And thank you for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Tracks and Tales. Have a great Thanksgiving Day weekend. We'll Bye see you on the next Dear gas prices, go take a hike. Toyota is the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. The Toyota hybrid lineup brings efficiency with power and savings with style. Not to mention top tech to help keep you connected. Plush premium interiors and the most advanced Toyota safety features. So, now you know who you're talking to. Toyota, the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. With a hybrid or electric vehicle built for every driver. Seriously, dear gas prices? Do you really think you can stand in our way? Think again. Toyota hybrids. Find yours at toyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Based on manufacturer estimates, CY 2000 through 2021 sales. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 